What kind of an order is this? We're expected to make use of automatons in kill mode? This is crazy. This operation is barbaric. Colonel, an order from that high up has to be strictly followed. You're telling me you don't think there's something wrong about the details of this operation? Now why would I think such a thing? We're fighting the anti-government forces. There's no need to show them any mercy now, is there? An operation like this one. Now I finally understand why the Colonel was so firmly opposed to my reassignment. You've got him wrong, Lieutenant. <laughs> Colonel Smirnov is the kind of man who would abandon his own flesh and blood to make sure he fulfilled his duty. His flesh and blood? Yes, that man allowed my mother to die. <gasps> Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given double O a try. My name is Jeremy. I was trying to remember anything that happened this episode so I could make a dumb joke about it, but I couldn't. Hi, I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. And today we're watching episode 30 of Mobile Suit Gundam Double O, Homeland Burning, which is apparently so boring Tyler can't remember anything from it. Well, also the homeland doesn't burn until after the credits. Uh, I mean, the metaphorical homeland which is the the base the <laughs> burns many many people die that yep there is a lot of massacre there are a lot of gundamisers being angry that there was a massacre saji um, meets uh best dad's uh sergey yeah. did you have sergey and saji will meet in the second half on your bingo card tyler <laughs> i did not know <laughs> what other unlikely character meetings do you think we're gonna get I mean, I feel like Soma and Saji is pretty unlikely. At this point, I'm kind of feeling like uh, Saji and Luis is going to be pretty <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> She's going to tragically accidentally kill him, or vice versa, and not even know it. I can't wait until Alia Sanchez takes Saji under his wing to be his murder Robin. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be so surprised. Also, Graham and Felt's whirlwind romance. <laughs> I was, okay, wait, hear me out. There is already a word for Murder Robin. It is Red Hood. Okay, that's true. I just don't like that character. <laughs> we are watching episode 30, like I said, Homeland Burning. You can watch along on Crunchyroll if you want. We just recorded an episode, so I feel like we don't need to give the spiel, but maybe we should. Celestial B and got their mom to rejoin them. And Mom has now got her uniform. And there was a lot of sexual harassment. A surprising amount. HR for this is show. getting a lot of complaints. Is HR short for Haro? <laughs> <laughs> Who is? It? I, I feel like Thierry is HR. I feel like Thierry would be HR. Yeah. And the only punishment is judgment for varying lengths. <laughs> he just makes you stand in the hallway with him while he glares at you. <laughs> I just see someone go by, and they've got like the two buckets of water. <laughs> Look, the kid got plenty of it out of the ocean. Also, at the end of the last episode, they joined up with Cataron. And by joined up, I mean like physically we're located with. And they're like, we want that Marina Ismail you've got. It's mint in box. Uh, I, I don't know what we have to trade you for it, but what do you want? Yeah, I was going to say they offer to trade like supplies and maintenance. I'm like, you guys have an entire spy network and ground crew. I realize it's not Chun-Li's spy network, but like that's still something. 
Yeah, but Celestial Being doesn't realize they actually could use that because they don't know that Chun-Li is unreliable. I feel like more sources of information is better. I mean, you're not wrong. All right, so shall we get into it? We begin with a press conference from the UN's press secretary being like, there's no doubt that Gundams were involved in attacking the detention center for anti-government assailants. And so a bunch of press people start asking questions. They're like, hey, is it true that a dissident group has developed these Gundams? Are they still uh, affiliated with Celestial Being? And she's like, all we know is that these are clearly terrorists and they must die, which (laughs) is why we are using the A-laws and everyone should be happy about this. That's like pretty much what they're here for. Cut to Ribbon's Bond room. Why does he have all these extra couches he won't let anyone sit on? (laughs) Why is he sitting so far away from the TV? Okay, additional question. Is that a fire pit that he has in front of him? No, it's a coffee table. Is it just a coffee table? Uh, You see Zach as uh, an advanced person. He has much better eyes than the normal person. And so that's like just the right distance for him. For it all to be in focus. Yeah, actually any closer and it's actually blurry. So... (laughs) So he has to sit halfway down a football field from his TV. <laughs> I was reading the dis- description of a spider earlier today, and it's like, this jumping spider has really good vision. It can see anything between a centimeter away and up to infinity. I'm like, wow, that's some good x-ray vision <laughs> I mean, on that spider, I guess. If light comes far enough towards me, I can see it from infinity away. <laughs> that's fair. That's true. I mean, how do you else do you explain stars? I mean, you and I have crap vision, so... Oh, you mean the pinholes that they poke in the big sheet? Yeah, so that we can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, are we hamsters? <laughs> so Ribbons is watching TV with his butler, girl who looks kind of like Tiaria, being the remote control slave. You know why she's here? Because Ribbons is sitting so far back, the remote doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hear me out. This person reminds me really a lot of a uh, palette swap of Shirin for some reason. Like, okay. their faces are very similar. I can kind of see where you're coming from. I, it I might just be because everyone wears the same glasses in this setting. That's fair. And she also has the same hairstyle when Shirin's hair is down. So she's like, ah, using the reformation of Celestial Being to expand the A-laws. Ribbons, was this your idea? Or was it Veda's? And Ribbons is like, hmm, yes, whose was it? I can't remember anymore. Mm, yes. <laughs> then somebody else descends from the spiral staircase from behind. And <laughs> I her- hate this name so goddamn much. Revive Revival. <laughs> I- I'm set. All of these people have dumb names, but Revive Revival is the dumbest, and I'm kind of <laughs> sad we open with them. Anyway, Purple Hair also doesn't like Revive Revival's name. And Revive's like, the Gadessa has been rolled out. I'm ready to sort you as soon as you give the command, Ribbons. And he's like, that's not necessary, Revive. I've had someone else take charge of this operation. And they're like, is it divine or bring? <laughs> I hate these people, too. And I don't even know their dumb last names yet. And it's like, no, he's a human. Although I suppose you could say in his own way, he's transcended humanity. <laughs> and then we get to Ali Al-Sanchez, <laughs> Ribbon's favorite mercenary. Just like, I'm a dual war crime. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world. Oh, boy, I got to go do a genocide. <laughs> My second favorite thing is war, and my third favorite thing is crime. So when I get to do both at the same time. Sanchez coming back is an effective cold opening, though, as comparison to some of the ones we've got lately. Yeah. It's just the problem is their names are so dumb. So, okay, while we're sitting here in the opening, remind me, what happened to Ali Al Sanchez at the end of Gundam Double He got damaged and then fucked off after, after he killed Lockhart. Okay, so yeah. he was not even nebulously dead. He just left. Well, 
we didn't see him leave. And okay. We did see his like bottom half of his mobile suit get disintegrated, but that's survivable. He seemed a lot less dead than Lasse and Graham, who are fine. Yep. Okay, that's fair. Or uh, Mulaflaga, yeah, <laughs> who literally got disintegrated and then he was fine. Yeah. When I asked in the Ultimate episode if you thought he was coming back or not, you said he's definitely not dead, but he's done for this half. Okay, that's fair. So we start on a shot of the Ptolemaeus two just underwater, just chilling out. And apparently the bridge bunnies have to stay aboard the ship and watch things. Yep, while the Carls do all the repairs. And Felt's like, we got a big checklist. It's important. And Melina's like, but it's boring. I don't get to ask if anybody's a lover. Because <laughs> all the Gundam pilots and Sumeragi are apparently gone. And Desert. Saji and, Mal- and um, Marina Ismail have also been dragged off with them. Yeah, we cut to the desert where two Gundams and a shuttle, specifically the Caridum and Arios, are flying overhead. And Tiaria, Setsuna are driving the shuttle together. Tiaria and Setsuna are driving the shuttle together. While Marina and Saji just hang out in the back, not making eye contact. And Sumeragi is back there. Oh, you're right. Sumeragi is just like doing a crossword or something, though. Tiaria's like, I'm surprised the Federation hasn't found this secret base. And Lockout calls is like, yeah, they scatter GM particles all over the Middle East. To officially, it's to disrupt the communication of terror networks, but really, it's just to tank the economy of anyone who doesn't join the Federation. Man, this, because, like, this blocks radio communications, right? Yeah. That... Simply do what they say, or fuck you. And Waka's like, on the bright side, it makes Catheron's base hard to find. Tierra's like, you sure to seem to know about a lot about it, that. And Lockin's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's just common sense. Meanwhile, Setsuna is just, like, glancing sideways at Tierra. <laughs> So they land at the Cateron base, where they are welcomed in with open arms. And the Cateron people are like, wow, these are some cool Gundams. The heroic machines that saved the Zedistan. When did they do that? Did they it, do that? In the first half. When, when they, they brought the dude back. When they the saved... The preacher guy, the, conser- the conservative dude, whatever the fuck his name was. Remember, uh, Marino was like, that was magnificent. It was your high point of the season. I Yeah, no, I just, I don't really feel like that was saving Zedistan. From a civil war. Kind of. If you're going to do a civil war and then someone stops it, they're a hero. That's fair. So Catherine's like, welcome Gundam members. Why don't you show us your faces? And Lockhart's like, oh yeah, silly me. And Tiara's like, hey, our identities are secret. And Lockhart's like, don't be such a stickler for rules, man. <laughs> Besides, they already would, like, at least A-Laws probably already knows all your names because of what we pointed out before. Tiara's like, well, I guess if humans ignore rules, I'll have to try it. Well, first, Alleluia drops his, like, turns off the tinting of his visor. Like, he doesn't remove his helmet in the same way that uh, Neo Lockon does. So they invite Sumeragi, Marina, Saji, S- Setsuna, and, and Saji for some reason to the command tent. I, I guess- feel like the reason is because obviously Sumeragi and Setsuna are the two in charge, and Saji and Marina are the two that they brought along because they're like, hey, we need you to take care of our uh, our pets here. You have a daycare here, right? We can leave these two there. Oh no, what if they lay an egg? They're not lovers. They had Melana check before they <laughs> dropped them off. <laughs> They're not compatible. <laughs> it's not Different a, egg groups. I was going to say, it's not a skinny whale lord situation. No. So Klaus is like, I'm Klaus. This is Shirin. You know her. And Sumerag is like, we're celestial being. That's all we can say. Except for these two that aren't wearing uniforms. They're like, that's cool. Thanks for rescuing the princess. We were going to do it, but thanks anyway. For- anyway, she's our princess now. Yoink will resume responsibility for her safety. And Marina's like, don't I get a say in this? And, and she's, Sharon is like, would you rather stay with Celestial Being? 
and she's like, well, first of all, when did you become a terrorist? <laughs> and she's like, something wrong with that? And she's like, yes. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with that. And then Setson is like, yeah, we'd also like to leave this dude in your care because he's a civilian and he really doesn't belong on board our ship. And Saji's like, don't I get to say this? And Setson is like, no. <laughs> and he's like, the A-laws imprisoned him because they thought he was a member of Cateron. So I feel like the best thing that we can do for him is to leave him with Cateron. <laughs> and Class is like, yeah, sounds good to me. We'll take good care well, of him. He does say that he feels like, I guess it's a little bit of our responsibility in that case because he got swept up with one of their guys. Sesame is like, well, we've been feeding him twice a day and letting him in out for potty breaks about every four hours. At least that's what the horror is. He can said. do mechanics. And he can do mechanics. He, he can do machines. He's a Donatello. He like throws a fit. like, wait, don't I get to say it? And Sumeragi's like, dude. All you have been doing on board the ship is bitching about how you want to get off. And handing Ian wrenches. He said they weren't even the right size. <laughs> so then some kids just run into the secret meeting. And this Cateron soldier's like, hey, you can't just barge in. And Setsuna's like, children, that's Setsuna on. gets very ominously angry about this, which well, makes a lot of sense given his background. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, they aren't child soldiering, are they? I'm really against that. Well, and he says it very quietly, but very intensely. And Sharon is like, whoa, whoa. We're lawful neutral. <laughs> <laughs> they are just orphans. We're taking care of them. We're not training them to do a war. That's why we have a daycare. Like you said, <laughs> the other dissident groups are just always rolling in here being like, hey, can you take these kids? <laughs> They're doing the same thing you are. <laughs> I thought you were just talking about the daycare as a joke, and then I remember there's an actual daycare. <laughs> <laughs> and Sharon's like, the, the Federation's one-sided policies here cause real damage, and they're the living proof. And the little kid's like, that's rude. Well, she like, Sharon like turns like a glare on the little child and the child's like, what did I do? <laughs> so Sharon has to be like, smile. And one of the boys walks up to Marina and is like, oh my God, you're Princess Marina Ismail. You're like I have, on all those posters. I have all your CDs. <laughs> and, and the little girl's like, yeah, I definitely know who that is. Also include me. And then Sharon's like, hey, go play with the kids while the adults talk, Marina. <laughs> and she's like, all right, that sounds way more fun than walk Whatever standing at a table. Cateron can't afford chairs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of love how that goes into uh, Marina's character. Like, that is definitely the kind of thing that she would do. Yeah, and it is something for her to do, which is nice. So Klaus is like, all right, in order for Cateron to overthrow the government, we're gonna, and Sumeragi's like, we're sorry, our motivations are not based on any kind of political ideology. They're based on what Setsuna wants to do today. <laughs> <laughs> He's in charge. I just, <laughs> I just imagine shaking a magic eight ball, except Setsuna's face rolls up to the top and he's like, murder some people. No, it's always Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> and so Klaus is like, but you're against the Federation. So Setsuna responds with, we don't have any beef with the Federation. We're specifically after the a-holes. Yeah, we're cool with dictatorships, but as long as if they have a military arm, fuck that. <laughs> the Federation isn't specifically a dictatorship, necessarily. They're getting more and more that way. They are because of the a-holes, which is the people they're going after. So Yeah, we just really don't like mass murder. It's really our stance, which isn't that political. I think <laughs> it's sad that in the 200 years, fascism has gotten so bad that that's a political take. But <laughs> Sharon's like, hey, that's going to coincide with our goals, right? And Klaus is like, yeah, in order to defeat the ALAs, we should join forces. And Sumeragi's like, yeah, yeah, you guys are. suits kind of suck. You're strictly amateur hour. We're the big boys here. And he's like, but we're serious about assisting you, even if it's just supplies and maintenance. Surely you need like food. You don't have like a Star Trek matter creator, do you? 
Or, like, some kind of base out in the asteroid belt that you could use to resupply your ship. Well, that's not here. (laughs) I mean, I do kind of like how he does respond with, like, I mean, we might not be able to help you militarily, but we're willing to give you any kind of help you need. It's kind of the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Cut to the W carrier where Rint and Cotty are on Zoom with Gidman, who's like, I was going to call him Arturo Bueno Hombre. (laughs) (laughs) That's a way better name. (laughs) A little racist, though. (laughs) Who's like, hey, good job losing the Trilobite. Colonel Madigan, you're now in equal command with this guy. Because that won't create problems. Remember that we have to be the spear and shield of the Federation or something. Failure is unforgivable. We'll uh, send you to the Sumeragi school if you fail. And so Caddy's like, okay, did you hear that, Mr. Bushido? I see you there at the back of the class brooding. Now you have to listen to me as well. What is it with you in corners? And Mr. Bushido is like, I categorically refuse. I am way too Chunbeyu for your orders. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, headquarters has said I can do whatever I want, which that's not a good thing for a military... I have a no prize as to why they did this, but it's because kind of he's too much of a chin bio that they didn't think that he'd actually listen to anybody anyway. <laughs> oh, I was actually going to say that uh, if you notice, Kadi doesn't have any like rank symbols. She doesn't have enough gen badges to control this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Graham is like, or I'm sorry, Mister Bushido is like. In other words, I'm a one man army, which he says in English. Yeah, and Kadi's like, cool. That's not gonna. And he's like, I told you, I have permission. You can't do shit about it. Go home. <laughs> I mean, he's not like they, if orders from non high said he can do what he wants, then he can do what he wants. That said, <laughs> what the fuck, you dick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Graham's, I'm sorry. Mr. Bushido sucks. Graham Aker would have been like, but friendship and helping your uh, teammates. But oh. I'll do what you say just because I want because I feel like helping you. Well, and Mr. Bushido's like, but all my friends died. I mean, it does kind of have that Batman like, oh, I can't have friends or squad mates. They'll just get killed. <laughs> We cut to Soma, who is chilling out on a, uh, like, walkway? It's like an inside catwalk on the boat. And she's on a Zoom call with Colonel Sergei. Who has been mobilized, so he did not retire. And he's like, yeah, we got just sent to look for the Gundams for the A-Laws. The regular forces are basically just errand boys for the A-Laws now. It sucks. Anyway, how's my son? And she glances over and, uh, it's like, uh, he's kind of a dick. He's very devoted to his duties. And Sergei's like, he hates me. I was a good soldier, but a terrible parent. Which is why I tried to be better when I got you. And Soma's like, you know what? You've been so much better, I decided to sign the adoption papers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they were talking about in episode one. Yeah, yeah I, was, I wish I was joking. Actually, I don't wish I was joking. I, it sounds like a joke. I'm being serious. <laughs> this is like what a, she says. <laughs> from the start, I was like, I was making the Soma and Sergei, our parents, daughter joke, but the whole time I was like, yeah, but there's like actual emotional stakes to that. And maybe we shouldn't make fun of it because it's one of the better parts of Double O. But the full first half where Soma is half this size and looks like she needs a Capri Sun, <laughs> I could not help myself. Anyway, she's like, I want you to adopt me as your daughter. And he's like, really? That That'd would mean be, the world to me. That would be great. Ask Andre if he wants me to adopt him too. <laughs> <laughs> And Soma's like, we'll go over the details next time we meet. That'll ensure neither of us die before then. Right. <laughs> Later. Yeah, I was. then she hands up and she looks up at the sky, full of shouted energy, and says, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. <laughs> and then one of them dies immediately. And then, unfortunately, Sergei's helicarrier crashes in the desert. No, sir, uh, it crashes into this carrier, killing them both <laughs> tragically. No, that's not nearly tragic enough. One of them has to survive. 
No, Andre survives. He's like, I sure do miss my dad and also my potentially adoptive sister, <laughs> who I hung out with for like a week, I guess. I need to don the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bushido, please train me in the ways of getting revenge. Okay, what's a good name for Mr. Bushido's sidekick? I want uh, Mr. Wakasashi, which is not quite right, but you get what I'm going for, yeah, right? What's yeah. the what's the second it's it's not it's got a specific name. What's the second called when someone is committing seppuku? Do you remember? No idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I do like Wakazashi though. Um Oh, I don't know. S- Sir Samurai. That's the best <laughs> I can come up with. <laughs> so we cut to Cataron's daycare. Where uh Princess Marina is Apparently has changed clothes and is doing a pretty decent job of babysitting these kids. Yeah. And she's like, hey, quiet kid, you should come play with us. I don't know what this says, but it just says is disliked up here. And I don't know what else. (laughs) And the kid is sitting under it. It's symbolism. (laughs) No, it's just someone is remembering there used to be a dislike button on YouTube. (laughs) And Marina's like, hey, kid, let's play together. And kid is like, I don't know. I'm shy. And we see Setsuna watching this from the hallway, slightly sad. And the two of them hug, and he's like, oh, man, I remember when I had a mom. That was pretty cool. And then I I shot shot her. her. That was not cool. I was a bit of a misguided (laughs) youth. And then Saji walks by to be like, you know this is all your fault, right? (laughs) Saji is like, I took some tips when I talked to Thierry at one point. (laughs) This is now Hallway of Judgment. (laughs) I cast Hallway of Judgment. (laughs) And so he just, like, tries to berate Setsuna for, like, this is all your fault. And Setsuna's like, yeah, I'm well aware of my fuck-ups. Yeah, what Saji doesn't know is that Setsuna was a child soldier, so... (laughs) And so Saji's like, that doesn't make you feel anything. And Setsuna's like, yeah does that's why i have to keep doing what i'm doing so that more people don't end up like them and he's like why can you keep fighting says he's like i have my reasons i doubt you'd understand it's fine if you hate me i'm past that so i feel like the reason why setsuna says i don't feel i don't think you'd understand because he kind of realizes that saji isn't going to try to understand saji has made up his mind and he's not going to get out of it that said, Setson is also very poor at sociability, right? And I understand not wanting to play the child soldier card, but I feel like when you play the child soldier card, you get a little bit of sympathy. I feel like it's one of those things, though, that one of the things that Setson is specifically trying to do is keep people from experiencing the same kind of pain he had. Yeah. So he's not going to drop that on Saji because he doesn't want to burden somebody else with it. When he had his outburst with Marina, it was more a young teenager having an emotional outburst. But at this point, he has grown to the point where he just is like, no, that's my problem. I'm not going to drop it on somebody else, especially not to win a petty argument like this. So random conjecture time. Setsuna seems a lot more mature after the time skip, just kind of in general. Do we think he's still having traumatic flashbacks? We haven't seen any yet, right? The closest we saw was him having a flashback to Marita be like, hey, you don't have to fight anymore, and that's distracting him. Yeah. I would wager he still occasionally has traumatic flashbacks, but we have also seen that he is able to deal with them. Even if he was still having them and they weren't showing them to us, it we wouldn't be able to tell because of just how he dealt with the first one that we were shown. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> Hot dogs. So Setsuna walks into the mech bay and Marina runs after him. It's like, hey, are you leaving? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, hey, before you go, I have one more favor. If I could get that from you. I need a lift. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, 
We have some Caterun chairs. Only Klaus and Shirin get chairs. No, I'm sorry. Only Shirin gets a chair. <laughs> no, I think Klaus, Klaus prefers is a in an standing office. desk. No, I think he's sitting in an office. Oh, chair. Yo, you're right. You're right. I couldn't see it, but you're right. It does look like he's standing. And Shirin's like, I guess Celestial Being isn't going to join us. And Klaus is like, perhaps, but they gave us enough. The fight against the Alos will be brutal. Sometime in the future, we're definitely going to have to work together. Like maybe this episode even. Isn't that right, Gene One? And Locke is like, I don't know. I was standing out of frame. In case you <laughs> haven't uh, already picked this up on all of our numerous hints. I love how there are some guys taking pictures in front of the Gundam. Yeah, doing some selfies. They have to be berated to get back to work. And so Setsuna now with the rest of Celestial being and Marina is like, hey, I promised Marina I'd give her a lift back to Azetistan. Unlike Saji, she does get to make choices about where we put her. I trust her enough. Well, I mean, honestly, where would they put Saji at this point? And from what we've seen so far, Saji hasn't made a coherent request for them to drop him off somewhere. He has basically just whined about wanting to be dropped off. And they're like, we're dropping you off. And now he's whining about being dropped off. I pointed this out last episode. Everyone was like, oh, Marina, you can't go back home. They'll just arrest you again. And now everyone's like, okay, Marina, you can go back home. That's fine now. Well, to be fair, even then they'd made the choice. Okay, we're going to do it, right? So uh, so said, hey, set a court for a Zeta That's fair. They got intercepted by the And the person who was uh, primarily bringing that up was Lasse, who's not here. And even Sumeragi says, are you sure about this? And then she's like, all right, well, you can't go back in a Gundam. So I guess you guys take the shuttle and I'll ride on Tiara's lap. That should be funny. <laughs> and Tiara's like, hey, I don't mind if you never come back, Setsuna. This feels kind of like him saying, hey, if you choose to stay in yeah. Zetistan, no one's going to hold it against you. Th- that's what I interpreted it as. No one else in this show understands what he meant. Uh, but... I think Setsuna does. Well, his... I think Setsuna does. I don't think... Uh... Alleluia, who has yeah. not seen him for four years, is very befuddled. But Setsuna goes, that's absurd. Because he has already rejected that from... Marina. Marina. From Marlena Peacecraft. Yeah. And also, uh, Alleluia hasn't been around them as much to kind of recognize that both of these guys have grown. Also, he never went bowling with them. And Tiari is always super serious, right? So this feels really weird and also very mission focused. Like old Tiari definitely wouldn't have, he would have shot Setsuna in the back for desertion. <laughs> and Alleluia, as they're leaving, it's just like, dude, what the fuck happened to you these last four years for you to actually tell a joke? And Tiari goes, I was serious. And when Alleluia's like, what? He then goes to like, nah, now I'm joking. And Alleluia <laughs> and Sumeragi are confused. And Sumeragi's like, I haven't been with him for four years either. Don't look at me. Cut to Saji doing a, uh, I mean, what's something worse than solid? Temper tantrum? Uh, I was going to say uh, solid geckoween. <laughs> he's gexing. He's <laughs> <laughs> not even though. He's just like walking outside and he's like, nobody's here, right? And then he's immediately caught by a sentry who is just like slightly over to the left <laughs> from what he saw. And it's just like, hey, what are you doing over here? And Saji's like, uh, I don't know. And he's, then the guy's like, oh, because you're with uh, Celestial Bing. Here, here's a, here's a Jeep. Here are keys. Well, Saji's like, hey, I need to go to town over. And he's like, that's far away, dude. Take these. It's dangerous to go alone. So then we cut back in where Sharon's like, hey, have you seen Marina? And guy's like, I don't know. She was a Celestial Being a moment ago. And Stern's like, oh, no, she couldn't have possibly just been saying goodbye to them before as, they leave. As the Gundams are all leaving. She's like, stop those Gundams. And he's like, how the hell would we do that if we wanted to? <laughs> I just realized, like, if they were all leaving, both Tieria and Sumeragi are riding shotgun with one of the other pilots. Yeah. So do you think Sumeragi's riding with Lock-On and Tieria's riding with, uh, no, I feel like Tieria's uh, riding with new Lock-On and Sumeragi is riding with Alleluia. Yeah, absolutely. 
And Saji is driving through the desert on a car with no name. <laughs> being like, man, I hope I can make it across the desert in this. But then because he's Saji Crossroads, it has the worst <laughs> luck. Over a sound dude comes the Sergei Cruiser. Saji's like, oh, shit. And then we don't get an eye catch. You enter a room. There are two doors, one to your left and one to your right. In front of them is a Tiaria that always shoots straight, and in the other is a Tiaria that always tells a joke. What one question can you tell to find out whether or not Tiaria likes Setsuna? Hello, and welcome to episode 30. I was, like, trying to think of, like, a dumb thing to do, the, you know, like, selling a space whale taxi service or something, and not talk about the Patreon, because I feel like that has been my default for, I don't know, 50 episodes in a row. But something happened today, so I'm going to talk about the Patreon anyway. And that thing is, hey, Michaela, thanks for joining. That's really all I had to say about that. Other than that, hey, if you feel like a little chit-chat, you can come and hang out on our Discord. Uh, we have some cool nerds. That's that's my plug. Cool nerds. Not hot nerds. I don't know. Maybe they're hot. Yeah, I don't know. This has been a week. Get, get off my lawn. Okay, back to the episode. When we're back, the cruiser has landed, and Saji is already being interrogated. By a dick with... I don't think he has a name. He's like, why are you crossing the... Desert with so little gear. We gotta, someone pops in and is like, he's a member of Cataron. So she's like, I am not. I want my lawyer. <laughs> and then, so he gets punched by the other guy. And Sergei's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm putting a stop to this right the fuck now. Get out. We're not the A-laws, we're the other ones. Come on. I want to hear what he has to say. Good job bad copying for me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're not a soldier, are you, kid? I can tell a soldier. Look at me, I'm old and Russian. I can tell. You are not a soldier. You don't have the eyes of a fighter, which means you're not a member of Cataron. So what the fuck happened to you, dude? How bad is your luck? Saji's like, I don't know that you'd believe it. And he's like, you've been traveling with celestial being, haven't you? And Saji's like, uh-huh. And he's like, it's plausible. Until a few weeks ago, you were working on colony development at Proud, where the Gundams reappeared. Then you showed up here, where the Gundams were fighting. <laughs> I'm competent. I know it's unusual in this series. I connected the dots. I'm one of the few people here that can do simple reasoning. And Saji's just like, man, I'm not with Catherine or Celestial Being. And Sergei's like, I understand. Let me get you some cocoa, tell you about my daughter, or maybe my son. <laughs> and, <laughs> or both. And hear your side of the story. I I'm not going to use it against you. You can't trust a cop, but you can trust your nice Russian dad. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't use it against Saji. He doesn't use it against anybody. His oh, dick of a guy, subordinate yeah. uses it. And, and so gets chewed out for it later, I should point out. And Sasha's like, can you get the charges on me dropped? And he's like, we'll see. As we see this guy just listening in, all shifty. Yeah, I do like how Sergei does say, you know, I'll do what I can. Like, I, I may not be able to do everything for you, but I will help you. So we cut to Ala's HQ where Captain Barack Zinin and his squad have shown up, including, of course, Luis. They're a range according to height, right? I didn't just imagine that. <laughs> They're like a signal strength thing. And then we see Goodman being like on the phone with someone and be like, yeah, tell Rint if we leave it to that woman I put in charge, she's sure really going to fuck it up. Unlike Rint. Who, <laughs> we, <laughs> we found Cataron's military base, so we're going to send you guys. No, they, they don't send them specifically. Xenon is like, can we go? And they're like, no, get some rest. My favorite thing to do is not let Louis sortie. It's just my favorite. <laughs> Louis looks so mad. <laughs> to be fair, they are sending them to the carrier, but like not right now. So Caddy is just like 
the fuck is this shit? You want me to wipe everyone out? This is nuts. Not like we've ever done. Was she in the A-Laws no, when they no. did that the first she, time? She just transferred in. Remember in the first episode, she was calling Sergey. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't think she knew that this is one of the functions that A-Laws performs. Is we're going to massacre people. <laughs> she was not aware that one of their functions was murder. <laughs> Specifically, mass murder. They create statistics. And Rins is like, Colonel, an order from that high up has to be strictly followed. And she's like, hey, you know, like, we're individually responsible for war crimes we commit, right? We can't just blame the top brass. We're supposed to do something about it. And Rins like, how naive of you. Don't you love mop-up operations like me? We're fighting anti-government forces. They're not people. They're cats. That's what we call them as a catharon for short. Caddy looks really uncomfortable with this. And Somo sees some of the automatons loaded up on a mobile suit and she's like oh this is why dad was so opposed to me being assigned here and then andre comes up and is like you're wrong lieutenant colonel smirnov is the sort of man who'd abandon his own flesh and blood to fulfill his duty and someone's like flesh and blood and he's like yeah anyway my mom died <laughs> let my mom die Soma looks kind of surprised but then she like turns to the side and is like i feel like there's a lot more to this story yeah that doesn't seem like a thing my dad would do i, I feel like you're projecting from something cut to chun li's pool where chun li is drinking something and overlooking it and be like ah the alas have found cataron's base i guess i'll call celestial being and tell them i don't only call the bad guys to tell them stuff i like how she specifically says i'll contact tieria and the others <laughs> to be fair that's probably been her contact for most of these four years right that's fair probably since he was the only remaining meister for a long time yeah why not ian and the others are you going to trust Ian with valuable data? Like, no. Like Felt, maybe. I could get Felt. I feel like it's one of those things where Felt probably wouldn't talk to her. And Ian was just like, no, I'm working on building my new Gundam. Look how cool this is. <laughs> look at all these, like, battle scars I drew on it. <laughs> just look, at, look at this panel. Line. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to Sergei's flagship where he has decked his subordinate. Yep, Shifty Subordinate has been falcon-punched. It is on the floor. And Sergei's like, hey, who told you to report that to the ALAS? And he's like, sir, it's our duty. And it's like, last time I checked, I was the one in command and made those decisions. Also, I did not tell you to eavesdrop on me. <laughs> so he goes back to Saji and is like, dude, you gotta go now. I can't help you. One of my subordinates was a dick. The ALAS ab operate above the law, and I do not have the authority to help you, so get out of here. Hurry, or they could be here any minute. So they throw Saji back in the jeep. I do really like the fact that Sergei stood up for Saji and let it, and is like, you got to get going. Yeah, because he was generally going to help him, even if he was good copying him a little bit. Well, especially, I like how that follows in after Andres came in to talk to Soma and like, yeah, that man would abandon everything to do his duty. And here he is specifically derelicting that duty by letting Saji go. And getting mad at somebody over forcing him to do, I guess, effectively his duty by reporting it to the A-Laws. So it is pretty clear that it is reinforcing this idea that Andre has this warped perception of Sergei. I actually kind of wonder if... So we know at the beginning of Gundam 00, they kind of bring Sergei back into duty to fight the Gundams. I actually wonder if he just, like, changed a lot since Andre was a kid. And we just didn't get to see any of that growth happen. He didn't seem to change that much because he still had this kind of idea of I need to go, I need to look at what the Gundams can do to protect our people's lives. No, I think he changed a lot before Gundam 00 started. But I mean, we... that's that's possible. It's hard to say exactly. 
but I mean, at the very least, we're seeing that Andre has a warped perception of who Sergei is. Oh yeah, now. for sure. Whether or not that was true at the time when this perception came about or not, I haven't watched far enough to know whether or not that's the case. Sasaki's like, man, I wonder if they told them everything, everything, and then he sees a bunch of GN drives, but red ones. He's like, uh oh. And then we cut to the Ptolemyos, where they're like, uh, so Lume just sent us a message saying the Alaws are about to attack Cataron. And so Sumeragi's like, well, I guess we'll go help them. Well, Felt's like, what should we do? And Sumeragi's immediately like, we're going to help them. Get Tur- the Gundams ready to go. Turn on our satellite invisibility and get everybody in their Gundams. Prepare for emergency ascent. We're not going to be able to deploy all four of them because Sumeragi's missing. Or not Sumeragi, Setson is missing. Yeah, and we see Lockhart in particular is very distressed by this. Well, all of them are distressed to a certain degree because is like, we got to get there and help them because there are kids there. But Lockhart is like, I work for those people. Or the various, I know those people. So we kept the Cataron where they're like, oh no, did Celestial Being sell us out? And Sharon's like, hey, get the kids to our shelter. I feel like we should all get there, but especially get the kids there. So one of the guys is talking to Klaus and says, we have to fight back. And I had the thought of like, no, what you want to do, because you don't have the mobility to fight them, is basically try and draw them into your base and use the fact that you, like, use cover. You can't outmaneuver the Jinxes outside with their GN drives, but you might be able to fight them on even footing on the ground. I mean, this is why Shireen is normally in charge of logistics <laughs> and not Klaus, so... <laughs> and Klaus is like, no, we'll just strengthen our defenses and wait for a Celestial Being to aid us. I believe in them. I had a bumper sticker when I still had a car. That's not actually that bad of a plan. No. Except for the fact that their hangar is immediately blown open before they have any of their mobile suits active. And uh, Sergei is like, oh man, I think I found their base. And they start launching a few mobile suits to fight back. But of course, they are heavily outmatched. Is that Andre? Did I say Sergei again? Sons are dads. Just like (laughs) Durandal and Jabril are the same person. So then we see Soma, like... Thing, noting that they're using so outdated of mobile suits as we see her waste the real dough. Yeah. And she's like, man, I remember when I was in an outdated mobile suit. It sucked. Mine was at least cute and pink, though. <laughs> and then there's the order to release the automatons. And Soma's like, nah, they wouldn't. As a soldier immediately releases the automatons. Murder drones. Murder drones. I actually thought this was Louise. And I'm like, oh, wait, Louise wasn't sorted. It does, they look very similar when they've got the same helmet on. And also the same color in front of them, so you can't tell their eye colors apart. Soma's hair is longer, but Luis's hair used to be longer, so it still reads like Luis. Yeah, so all the murder drones have been deployed and are activating. And then they start doing murders, as there are just a bunch of Cataron soldiers still in the hangar. And Klaus is like, "Uh, everybody run. But the Gundams have arrived. Tiara's like, we're too late. And... Lockout immediately goes to help the members of Cataron, despite being given orders to engage. And they're like, hey, Pyrrhus, go fight that Gundam. And she's like, yeah, I guess. And Lockout basically just, like, he just dodges her, fires back a couple times, and is like, I am not interested in fighting you. I have more important things to do. Meanwhile, <laughs> Soma's like, sweet moves, bro. I think it does a real good impression of Soma's heart is not in this, and she is not trying very hard to intercept yeah. him. While also selling Lockout is being pretty cool. And Mr. Bushido's like, I'm out. I don't do genocides. I don't do genocides, <laughs> and the blue mobile suit's not here. I did want a cool duel, but my faded rival isn't here, so. So Soma, like, is follows Lock-On down, but doesn't continue fighting as she sees the, the military automatons killing everything as Lock-On starts blasting them. Yep, takes out the pistols that this Gundam also has. As Soma is just, 
She's just like shell shocked as she's watching this. And Hallelujah is like, you guys were right. These guys are assholes. Anyway, ramming speed. You know that cool scissor shield I had? Now I have it on the nose of my fighter transformation. How dare you use drones? Anyway, I scissored you. Not in the good way. No. And Tiara is like, yeah, I have a shock footage attack. That's almost as cool as scissors on the top of a plane. And so the Alas are like, all right, we deployed our automatons. Time to leave. As we see Lockon shooting down the rest of them and Soba just staring. It's only when Lockon starts shooting back at her that she actually starts to withdraw. And Lockon keeps shooting at her, but she manages to evade as she leaves. As he screams, I'll never forgive you, a-holes. Don't you dare run from me. Pew pew. I kind of love the Ptolemaeus' like, satellite cloaking. It's basically a half cloak. Yeah, it's just reflecting everything. So the bridge buddies see the death and destruction and are like, oh no, this is awful. And Alleluia is like, man, we do need to stop these guys. And Terry is like, I know, right? Man, we didn't used to agree on anything. <laughs> and then that sad ending song starts playing and Soma's like, I'm a super soldier that exists only to fight. Is this my punishment for trying to be happy? I really feel like this is her trying to come to terms with this, like more or less try to deflect the guilt that she's got because she never felt it before. Yeah, I think it's really to show us all the growth she's done emotionally in the last four years, because like I said, I like time skip Soma a lot more than pre time skip Soma, but she was an awkward girl who didn't know the world and she's had four years with a dad to teach her how to be a competent military commander and, and genocide also, is bad yeah I uh, kind of want to flash back to Sergei just being like now Soma what did I tell you about teen angst <laughs> <laughs> and we also see Saji who has even greater angst as he sees the smoke from the Cataron base and falls to his knee and is like oh no is this because I talked to them Oh no, did one small decision I make have consequences beyond what I thought? Man, and I've been well, yelling at everyone else about that. He's not He's not even saying, is this because of that? He's specifically saying, this is because I did this. And he remembers the guy who gave him a truck and the kids that were there. And as we get a close-up on the ring, he wears his necklace and he just denies reality. And that's the end of the episode. I like the difference between Setsuna at the beginning where he's just like, yes, I've accepted what I've done and what I'm going to do. If I burn in hell, I'm going there willingly. Whereas Saji now is realizing, hey, maybe there are things outside of my control and these guys have already made up their minds to do this. Like, they've accepted the guilt. Yeah, I think it's very good. Uh, we do have a post credit scene. It's our first one that's just going to be a scene in the next episode. So get ready for those. Oh, boy. Yep. Doesn't uh, even make sense. So Setson is like, we're about to get back to Azedistan. And Marina's like, I was able to return after all. And nothing terrible happened. And then they come through some clouds. Oh, no, it's something terrible fire. happened. And all of Kansas is on fire. Oh, no, my homeland. It's burning. Everything is burning. And hey, why is it burning? Because there's a dude in a red mobile suit. <laughs> and specifically, Setson is like, oh, no, it's Ali Al Sanchez. And then Oliel Sanchez, with his telepathy, I guess, is like, that's right, Krujas Punk, it's me! <laughs> well, the, th the thing is, Setson is like, it's that color. That means it must be Oliel Sanchez in his red mobile suit. That alongside the a-holes who also fly red mobile suits. And how would... I have a bit huh? of a no prize for this, for that bit, specifically. Maybe he's specifically talking about the color of the particles, because he's aware of only one Gundam with that GN drive. They're red particles. Yeah. 
All the A-holes engines are also yeah. red particles. Yeah, so they didn't the thrones have the same GN drives as the Jinxes? Yes, yes, yes they did. But this is a gun. Oh, okay, that's stick. fair. It but does it's not a ex- different machine. Like, it's not the same thing as the throne Ains that he was using before. Z- Zwei. Zwei. It's not the same one. It's a different machine. So, as far as Setsuna should be able to tell... This is just another new model. I'm just confused also, how why... how does know him? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just confused why Sussunda decided to open a radio channel to this random Gundam and say that out loud. Especially <laughs> because, uh, like, Sachez identifies him when he's flying a shuttle. Like, he's not even in his Gundam. He's in a shuttle. Like, this would make sense if this was, like, a cheesy 90s show where characters have knowledge they shouldn't. I get, like, my suspension of disbelief allows that. But not this. It feels awkward here, right? Because they haven't shown this kind of... It's not even like the new type Flash, right? Where Neo, where uh, Mu and Rao knew each other was in the area because of that. Like, they didn't have to explain that because it was specific between these two characters. So it worked as kind of a nod to the, the former series, as well as just being this weird thing these two particular characters have between each other. These guys haven't shown anything like that, so they shouldn't know this is who each other are. Yeah, at least grab and sets in a sorted at each other for half a second, or like, yeah. there's only one guy who swords like that. <laughs> um, or has a Gundam that has that many swords on it. So many swords. So I was trying to think of what Ollie could be instead of a new type, like what sort of type he'd be. But then that got me thinking, what types is new type effective against? Well, it's... Not very effective against psychic. Is it, isn't it effective against old type? I, yeah. I feel like it'd be super effective against old type, right? Yeah. I feel like it's also probably pretty effective against normal type. I'm not so sure. But it is weak against dark type. It's good against fighting type because it's anti- I mean, it's just psychic type. <laughs> That's fair. It is just psychic type. Amaro used future sight. Do you have a high point, Tyler? Oh, boy. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's going to be Soma bringing up the adoption papers. <laughs> which you can't say with a straight face but i know it's very cute it's also very death flags it is yes zach i think i gotta go with lock on going after the like specifically avoiding combat with soma and the rest of the a-holes in order to go rescue the members of Cataron. i'm gonna go with sergey's talking with saji and be like hey you can tell me what's going on i'll protect you i believe in protecting the civilians which you are you have to run. Your location has been leaked to some assholes. <laughs> Do you have a low point, Tyler? I'm trying to think of one. I have a couple, like, less good points, but they're not, like, bad at all. Oh, no. Come back to me. I'm, I'm going to see if I come up with anything. I've been at, doing that a lot with the second half of Gundam 00, honestly. Zach, yours is on screen, so go the for it. The after credit scene. <laughs> I'm not sure how much that counts, but it's a part of the episode, so I'm going with it. Why do they know who each other are? I mean... I could definitely see Sanchez as being the guy who's basically got the city burning in a fashion that says, hey, it's your boy, Alia Sanchez. <laughs> I love just the idea of him just with it. lasering the words Alia Sanchez <laughs> in <laughs> the street. I could see him doing that. But as far as we know, he didn't do that. So why does Setsuna know this is who this is? And why does Sanchez know that Setsuna is the dude in the weird plane? Has he just been doing this for every plane that showed up in this airspace? You guessed right, punk. It's me, Alia <laughs> I'm by... Oh, wait. No, that's a commercial 737. Sorry. I'm willing to buy that Setsuna is like, oh, no, it's Sanchez. I'm like, by suspension of disbelief, we'll go that far. Yes. As soon as Sanchez is like, that's right, punk. I'm like, <laughs> what? He's in a plane. Can you even see that? I mean, you probably have pretty good sensors, but surely there's some like anti-aircraft coming after you that you're more concerned with. Meowth, that's murder. <laughs> So, you thought of one, Tyler? I did, and then oh, I sorry. immediately <laughs> forgot it. So. Sorry. 
Jeremy, I, I forgot you were playing off of what I said. I'm going to go with the press conference at the beginning. I don't know oh. why. I just find that really dumb. It just seems like such fake information, like even for a press conference. I feel like all the reporters should just be like, so you're clearly full of shit, right? Excuse me, I have this on mic. Are you full of shit? Uh, uh, mine is going to be the introduction of Revive Revival, a very dumb name in kind of an okay scene. And also, it's a new character who immediately does nothing. That's true. So that we can remember our boy Sanchez. Exactly. And know that he's working for Rivens now. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? I'm going to say it's Sergey. actually. Um, he, do- he does a nice good cop to the random asshole's bad cop. He punches the random asshole, and he saves the Saji crossroad. Zach? This is a little bit tough. I got a couple here, but I'm between three, personally. You know, I think I'm going to go with my my high point as well. I'm going to go with Lockong. Interesting. He wasn't on my list. I'm going to go with Soma. I think she's the emotional heart of this episode, even if she is being a little teenage dramatic at the end. I get it. It feels right. And It feels the... very much like she's trying to retreat back into a, like a safe zone. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to deal with these emotions. I want to just be a super soldier again. Can't we fight winged ones like we used to, Colonel? I don't think there are any mobile suits we should really add this week. So anything else you guys want to say about this episode? This is our shortest one of the second half of Double O by far. I don't think it's a bad episode, but it's a pretty quick one. And like, there's a lot of important emotional moments that are going to be seeds for later, I think, pretty obviously. But not a lot to go on this episode. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is that it's clearly setting up Sergei's death. And Saji may be doing something. Maybe. Question mark. He's at least maybe having a, a moment where he realizes that maybe he's wrong. Or maybe things are more nuanced than he wants to give it credit for. And everybody's favorite murder shar is back. Is Mr. Bushido now also a murder shar? He specifically refused to do murders, remember? Oh, that's a good point. He is kind of honor shar. What I he's want by Oshar. What I want is for Mr. Bushido to realize that the reason Setsuna won't duel him is he already has a rival, and for Mr. Bushido to make his goal in life to defeat Ali Alsaches so he can be Setsuna's <laughs> cool rival. <laughs> that would be funny. All right, it's a Gundam will return in Scars. I was serious back there. What? Now that was a joke. <laughs>